All right, y'all, welcome to another episode of The Headlines, your weekly gaming news show, part of Bleep Bloop. Quick alibi. I know I said February 2nd was going to be the next episode, but I think we're going to shift headlines to every Saturday. So if you're listening to this at the time of publishing, it should be Saturday. All right. You can always find all the latest and greatest on bleepbloop.com. That's exclusive videos, podcast episodes, and blog posts. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast for the latest episodes covering gaming topics and news episodes every Monday on all podcast platforms. That means this Monday coming up, which should be February the 5th, will be a new podcast episode talking about a new gaming topic. Also, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel to check out our game reviews. Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, should be dropping relatively soon, um, as well as previously posted gaming content. Join the Bleep Bloop podcast gaming community on X, as well as on Twitch if you just want to watch gameplay for games in review. All right, so without further delay, let's get into the headlines for this week. Now, there's only going to be a few of them. There's four stories I'm going to cover. One of the big ones is the state of play from Sony happened on Wednesday. There were a lot of things that came out that we could really dive into. I won't dive into too many of them, um, but that is one of the things I want to talk about. But there is one particular piece I want to discuss and one of my highlight highlight standout games uh, that came out during that showcase. I think it was really good. Uh, they did. I know they did announce that there's supposed to be another one coming up, if I'm not mistaken, in February that will take a deeper dive into the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth game that's going to be coming in March, if I'm not mistaken. So in any case, the first story that we got is from Jordan Midler. This is from VGC, VideoGamesChronicle.com. Neil Druckmann confirms he has a concept for The Last of Us Part Three. Speaking in Grounded 2, a new documentary detailing the development of The Last of Us Part 2, Druckmann said that he wondered for years about a potential third game, but could never think of something that excited him. Now the director says that has changed. I don't have, quote, I don't have a story, but I do have that concept. That to me is as exciting as one, as is exciting as two is its own thing yet has this through line for all three so it does feel like there's probably one more chapter to this story end quote they well they go on to say that the last of us part one was released in 2013 last of us part two was released in 2020 um and then so you know and they just i know they just dropped the last of us remastered uh i want to say it was like last week or within the last 10 days Uh, So speaking to VGC, the game's director, Matthew Gallant, said that he didn't understand the consternation around the updated release. Quote, it's the best way to play The Last of Us Part 2. If you're a new PlayStation owner and new to the franchise, we want to get you the best experience with all the hardware features on a PS5 native version of the game. My sense is there's an audience for this for whom the idea of a PS5 version is thrilling. I'm also speaking for myself. I'm excited we can bring this to the fans. And if it's not for everyone, that's fine. End quote. 
<clears throat> so speaking just on the Last of Us Part 3 comments from Neil Druckmann, I think that's great. I think that most great stories usually have more than two entries. Sometimes they have four, five, six, seven, eight. I mean, you know, look at the Yakuza Like a Dragon series. It's it's kind of like rebranding itself, going in a, in a new direction with more stories. And that's that's what gaming to me is. Like, there should always be continued entries you can change the names and they can have different concepts or they can have spin-offs and but some like usually good games usually have three parts right there's always at least three entries to tell a good story so i think i think that's pretty cool um i mean up to this point i still haven't played last of us 2 uh in all fairness when it first came out i was a little hesitant to play it just because of some controversial moments in the in the game well more one specifically that I didn't know how I felt about it. But at the same time, I think with storytelling, you have to be able to tell stories in a way that are going to um, rally the fans and also have fans, uh, for lack of better words, rioting, you know, with their views of, of, of the storytelling. But that's what makes stories great, you know, and that allows other characters or other actions to play out. So uh, this is definitely one that I'm going to keep my eye on. I think that while it's being written, I don't think that they're any closer to beginning development or production, but I think it's moving in the right direction. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the next two, three years, we probably see something. So more to follow on that. This next story comes to us from IGN. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth sells a million copies. This is by Ryan Dinsdale. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth has become the Yakuza series' fastest-selling game to date, passing 1 million units sold within its first week on sale. Publisher Sega and developer Ryuga Gugutoku Studio are celebrating by giving players some free downloadable content too. The celebratory t-shirt set will be released at a later date, with Sega advising fans pay attention to its social media channels to learn when the pack will be available. It's also unclear what the pack entails, but Infinite Wealth leans into the ability to change characters' outfits in battle and goes even further in the post-game. So Ichiban, Kiryu, and the team will likely be able to don a ridiculous-looking t-shirt in battle and elsewhere. Uh, Infinite Wealth dropped on January 26th. I know it literally dropped, I think, two days after I completed um, like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, uh, release or excuse me, review should be available on the YouTube. Subscribe now so you got that notification when it comes out. Like a Dragon Gaiden, what I'll say is this, is the perfect entry point if you have not played any of the games because it does a good job of kind of catching you up, cluing you in on what you need to know, but also allows for a new story and experience to take place. Um, and doesn't overwhelm a player that is new to the series, you know, and I think that was a great recipe. Um, I think by doing that, it allowed me to jump in and I loved it. I love the storytelling. I love the characters. I love the experience. And I wanted to play Infinite Wealth right away, but I had to jump in on Prince of Persia. So Infinite Wealth is like probably coming up here in the next week or so. Uh, I mean, I'm, I just started Persona 3 Reload uh, yesterday, so I don't know. I may be busy with that for a minute. But in any case, I think that's great. I think that the sales um, are indicative of the consumer base wanting to experience the series. And I would even venture to say that I think they did a very good job of pushing 
enough of the brand to the people and market it well enough that it didn't lose, like the consumers didn't lose visibility of the brand. So you had Like a Dragon Gaiden, you had Like a Dragon Ishin, and then boom, you have Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. So like all within a short time frame, which just allowed players to consume the brand and really realistically, in my mind, a new user base. So that allowed people to experience it, whether you loved it or hated. it, if you're a longtime player of it, it's really not who they were targeting, in my opinion. And I think these sales are indicative of that. This is a new consumer base really experiencing it. Like, hey, I've gotten to play all these on Game Pass, which was a great job, I might add, um, on Microsoft's part. So, so I got a chance to play this. So now I want to play this new one. Boom, they're going to go spend that money. So I think it was a, a really good strategy. So looking forward to jumping into Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Stay tuned to the review to the channel. Okay, so before I get into the next story, I want to talk about State of Play. So State of Play dropped on Wednesday and they released about 14 to 15 titles were previewed or showcase, talked about, whatever you will, um, on the state of play. I mean, you got release dates for Hellblade on February 8th. Sonic Shadow Generations is coming in the autumn. Foam Stars is a day one release on PlayStation Plus, February 6th. Dave the Diver coming in April. Silent Hill, the short message is free to play on PlayStation 5. They showed uh, Silent Hill 2, Judas, Dragon's Dogma for March 22nd, Rise of Ronin on the same date, Until Dawn Remake uh, to be determined, Death Stranding 2 on the beach in 2025, and an unnamed Kojima Productions title, which is the next story that I'm going to dive into after the state of play. I think it's dope that they showcased the release dates for these games that I listed. Now, there were some that they didn't have dates for, but they gave you a roundabout estimate of when you can expect them. You know, Foam Stars being a day one drop on PlayStation Plus, I think that's dope. A lot of people are comparing it to uh, Splatoon, which that's fine, but I think, you know, it's, it's a different experience. It has good music, good levels, good color palette, and and uh, environmental design that just gives you an experience that you, you're going to enjoy. And it's not that um, it's not that aesthetic that you come to know when you play Splatoon. You know, like there are the similarities, but it has its own uniqueness as well. Uh, Dragon's Dogma, they showcased, which I will admit I wasn't initially going to play. But then I thought about something that the developer said, uh, how they wanted to make the experience like Grand Theft Auto V, where it's replayable for years to come and it's a it's its own living breathing um world if you will and then you know death stranding 2 on the beach um i mean that trailer you know if you don't know the story and you don't know the lore behind the game it's going to be hard to decipher but what i took away from it is it's a just a different experience that you what it made me want to do is go back and continue the experience I started with Death Stranding because I think there's a really good story there and and it just it continues with Death Stranding too and I think that's uh, what Kojima Productions is really trying to set out to do is really captivate you with storytelling um, and you're a part of the story through the gameplay but through the environmental experiences 
and the characters and they're long lasting. So you'll remember them. Um, the Until Dawn uh, remake, I thought looked pretty good. And then Silent Hill 2, I got to say that on the first initial announcement, I was I was impressed, I will admit. But after I watched the extended trailer, the game, a little bit, I guess you will, of the gameplay trailer, there were some parts where it almost felt like I was just looking at the original game, just kind of remastered. And I don't think that's what players want. I think they want... This, like the story obviously shouldn't change too much. You know, the story is there, but give us the experience in a different way. And I don't know if they did that because they don't want to reveal all the bells and whistles, but I got to say, I wasn't entirely impressed with what I saw. What I was impressed with was Judas, uh, which is from the creators of Bioshock. That looked amazing, as well as the Silent Hill short message um, reveal, which is available now. I mean, those two things looked really, really good as well. I mean, those were really stand out, but they showcased Stellar Blade in a very extended trailer and they dropped a release date for April 26th. So Stellar Blade follows the journey of Eve, a warrior who descends from an off-world colony to defeat the Natibus, humanity's enemy that suddenly emerged on Earth. The Natibas appear to be attacking the human race at will of a higher entity composed of Alpha and an Elder, but no one really knows about their origin. The protagonist, Eve, finds herself in a devastated world where she meets Adam, a survivor left on Earth, and Lily, a member of a previous airborne squad. Together, they join forces in battle against the Natibas. Along the way, Eve's party works with the surviving citizens gathered in the last human city, Zion. I mean, this game looks, it looks dope. I, I liked it. And I'll admit, some games that kind of follow this art style, I'm not a huge fan of. But there were certain elements that stuck out to me, like the fact that it's a post-apocalyptic Earth. There, you know, there's this alien race that comes to Earth and is trying to push the humans out and basically take our planet from us. And she's this survivor, like, and just everything that I saw. And I also think that there were some similarities in just like the game direction, the game design that I, I, I reflect back to Like a Dragon Gaiden. I mean, it's obviously a different game, different color palette, different environments, but there were some very there were some there were some subtleties that were reminiscent of my experience with that game. And when I latched onto those, the first thing I started to ponder is this is probably gonna have a good story to it. So it it fans may not jump on right away, but I think anybody that does is gonna be in for a good story. Now um, the other things that are going to be up in question are obviously gameplay, you know, in uh, the environments, um, the other aesthetics, you know, stuff like that. But I, I think it's going to be good. There's a lot more inf information on the PlayStation blog. That's where I got most of the, the game description from. There's a digital deluxe um, edition that's going to be available as well as the standard edition. And it looks to be like it's going to be fun. It also looks like it's only releasing on PlayStation 5. So if you are planning to play this, 
just keep that in mind that, that they're not going to do a PlayStation 4 version from what I can tell. But Stellar Blade is one that I am absolutely keeping an eye on. And oh, available pre-orders are available on February 7th. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to try to snatch this up and play this in April. Last story. This is from Game Informer. And as I talked about in the state of play, this was revealed Kojima Productions is working on a new action espionage game with Sony. This is by Blake Hester. Hot on the heels of the latest Death Stranding 2 trailer during Sony's most recent State of Play livestream, Hideo Kojima, the head of Kojima Productions, announced that alongside Sony, his company is making a brand new IP. Not only that, but it is, as Kojima put it, an action espionage game. If that genre sounds vaguely familiar in relation to Kojima, that might be because the tagline of his global breakthrough Metal Gear Solid released in 1998 used the tagline tactical espionage action. In normal people terms, that means a stealth game. Kojima's return to the stealth genre, one he pioneered decades ago with the Metal Gear series, is still quite a ways off. As he tells it, development will begin in earnest after Death Stranding 2 is released sometime in 2025. So... Bottom line is, don't expect this anytime soon, but Kojima-san is going back to the action espionage series, which I gotta say, I'm thoroughly excited for. Because I've been wanting a stealth action game for a long time. I mean, I was a fan of Splinter Cell way back when, and I kind of missed the boat on Metal Gear Solid but I also did do a lot of stealth stuff with games like Assassin's Creed, even though it's a different game, and the um, Tom Clancy Ghost Recon games where you can go guns blazing or you can go in and do some stealth mission stuff. So stealth games are one that I really enjoy. So to be able to experience it where that's where a game is purely dedicated to that style of play, I'm absolutely looking forward to. And as I said before, with the Death Stranding 2 on the beach, the storytelling, Kojima Productions is dedicated to telling you a very deep, rich story that might go over some people's heads. But for people that are interested in different storytelling and variations of it and varied worlds like and, and twists and turns that don't make sense, like... That's that's right that's right up that alley. So look forward to more information down the line. And uh it just it, it, I think it's really cool though that they're really ramping up their slate of releases. I mean, they showed uh what what was that one game? OD, then they showed the Death Stranding 2 trailer, and now they're talking about an action espionage RPG. So I mean that's three titles, and then Death Stranding has had multiple re-releases, uh new editions per platform that they've been on so it just it just shows that kojima productions is really right back in the in the uh in the fold with their releases all right y'all um those were the headlines for this week not too many it was a it was a decent week in games um i hope you enjoyed this episode i want to talk about some of the game releases that have came out this this so far uh for february So Persona 3 Reload uh, just dropped February 2nd, as well as Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. Um, there's kind of up and down reviews on Suicide Squad. Persona 3 Reload, I'm playing right now. It's a slow burn for sure. It's definitely a different 
uh, pace of a game, but um, for me specifically, but I wanted to dive in because I did um, way back when start playing Persona 5, never finished it. So I wanted to jump in this one and try to get one completed one under my belt. Uh, Suicide Squad, not sure if I'm going to play right away, probably get it at some point. Uh, coming up though is Foam Stars on February 6th and then Helldivers 2. Uh, and then the following week, the big one I'm looking forward to is Banisher's Ghost of New Eden. So those are the games that are coming out. Um, just finished. I just finished playing Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Great, great game. Review coming soon. So stay tuned for that. Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. That review should be popping up here shortly. And then, um, I'm like I said, I'm playing Persona 3 Reload. And nothing until something new comes out. All right. So in any case... That's all I got for this episode. I'm not going to hold you up any longer. Thank you. And until the next one, like I always say, peace.